0: Out of bed, bitch, go Get up, get up, I got the guy go to wake up, time to wake up, bitch, get up Get up, get up
1: hello everyone my name Why is kiko is gomez uh <clears throat> i'm gonna try this again hello and welcome uh, hello and we're live welcome to ranting the geeks podcast uh my name is kiko, kiko gomez uh to my uh exchange friend from far away uh my good friend nate jensen say hello nate hello everybody yeah, so it's been a while since we last got together, and we have tons to talk about, and so we're just going to dive right into it. So, Nate, what's our first subject of the, of, of the podcast?
0: Well, I want to talk about Nobody, that new uh, movie that came out here recently.
1: Right, all right. And so, what do you think of the movie?
0: I loved it. Um, I mean, if I recall correctly, it was made by the same people that made John Wick. remember
1: right yeah it it is it was uh so the the writer of john wick and uh, i think i assisted a couple uh executive producers from john wick uh franchise came over to assist with nobody so yeah it's it's a it's a great uh it's a great film Uh, if you're not seeing it we are probably gonna spoil it for you but uh that's just a spoiler warning for everyone who's listening to this podcast. Anywho, Nate, what what would your favorite parts of the film?
0: Honestly, I liked how, you know, it showed... Cause, I mean, don't get me wrong. I loved uh, John Wick. I really did. I thought it was great. Um, but when it came to... I'm trying to think about how to say this. When it came to the... Like, before. You know, before he was... You know, with John Wick, it it launched him right back in. With Nobody, it showed him trying to live the life, you know, trying to live his life over and over. And how he slowly got put back, dragged back into it. So I just like, and honestly, I like the ending where uh, uh, him, his, I believe it's friend or brother, and then his dad, played by Christopher Lloyd, uh, all kicked a bunch of ass.
1: Right. Cause, like, as, as, so the ending, if you don't know, it's uh basically it's a it's a warehouse fight scene in a sense, though. Because um, you got Christopher Lloyd being you know, just shotgunning up like people and just killing them left and right. I mean, that was the most hilarious part of the whole film. Just seeing Christopher Lloyd's face, just like really excited to be back in action, you know. Um, and then you got the uh, the I think the Risa or the Raza, I can't, I, I'm not sure. I think it's the Risa. Uh, as as the Kind of like the adopted brother to uh, to to the uh, nobody character, which is really it's really interesting because they you you hear him in the background uh, a lot when he's talking through the radio to uh, um, the guy from the Breaking Bad, uh, not Breaking Bad, but uh, better call Saul. I keep forgetting his name. What's his name? Because so he just recently got out of um, the hospital recently. And yeah, now, now, now I'm going blank. But uh, what, what, what are the thoughts on your film while I'm trying to find this dude? Because I know his thing, like, just I can't think of top of my head.
0: Overall, I thought Nobody was a little short, but still good. Um, and the reason I thought he was it was a little short was because it just seemed like everything was much faster paced. But at the, while at the same time, um, not realizing that, you know, it was over until it was over. I thought there was going to be a little more, but I was happy where it ended, so.
1: Right. And his name is Bob o- Odedick. O- Odedick. I can't see his name very correctly, but I guess uh, He He's the guy behind, yeah, uh, like I said before, Breaking Bad and then uh, Better Call Saul. Um, yeah, he, he used to uh, just, his, his first like foray into an action film is actually really good though. Cause he, you see him being like this, this mild tempered man, and then he's just waiting for it to be released, you know? Cause he has a past, and you can see bits and parts of it in me that me me film me about his <sighs> past.
0: Yeah. Um, I thought, you know, that, may, that could they have picked someone else better? Yeah, but I thought he perfectly fit the role. Um, I mean, there's always going to be someone better. But I still liked him a lot as the main character in the movie.
1: Right, and that, to me, that's pretty much one of my favorite films from him uh, recently it's that film, Nobody. Uh, he's done other other, like, uh, supporting roles, but if this, uh, this film basically broke him out pretty big, even at the age of, like, what? Around, around 60, I think, so he's looking pretty good for around 60, I think, so.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, it's just going to be one of those things where if you haven't seen it yet, I would recommend giving it a watch, because mm-hmm. um, it's pretty good.
1: Right, right. And I, I know that we, we've been we've behind, been we are so behind the movie reviews. Mm-hmm. So, I, and that's one of those films like nobody's, it's a film that we wanted to review together, but we've just been like completely stuck with different things going on with our, with our lives. Clean, recording. I mean, you had, well, your I got buddy, married. Yeah, you got married. <laughs> you had your wedding so. plans going on around that time. So, yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the, the 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 wedding that I attended to, which is Nate's, uh, it, it was a very gorgeous wedding. I'm telling you, I, I, I cried like a baby. Apparently, I don't know. So. You did? I am I, I'm being sarcastic. I didn't even I I cried happily, not like a baby, because I got to see you, you know, be with someone who actually completes you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's that's the big news now that Nate's married, and I'm I'm, I'm just a single person, just roaming the earth trying to find someone hopefully <laughs> oh, you poor thing I know I'm so terrible uh, but enough about my my personal life let's, uh, let's so let's get into the next thing uh, about quarantine movies so what's quarantine movies that you thought were really exciting to talk about
0: um, I mean when it comes to quarantine movies like I guess I could still count it. Um, I mean, we're technically some people are still in quarantine. Uh, but the new Space Jam movie I thought was really good.
1: You 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 like the new Space Jam? I'm going to tell you right now. I I fucking Space Jam. I I I uh, I fucking hated it. It, it It did I think
0: it was as good as the old Space Jam? No, but I still enjoyed it.
1: I'll, I'll give you this though the scene where the Porky Pig was rapping though it's just it was absurd like that was the most hilarious thing to see now in the whole film uh but everything else I felt like it was a kind of a drag um because I didn't feel like uh, LeBron James chemistry actually like made the film substantially good don't get me wrong like Michael Jackson not Michael Jackson but Michael Jordan um like he's not a good actor in the first Space Jam, but his chemistry on that on on that film was actually like really good. But like compared to like LeBron James and his chemistry and and then the Space Jam and the Legacy, like I just it just didn't I I just didn't feel like I was vibing with that film.
0: Yes, but you're also an old bogey who likes to sit and uh, remember. Oh, things were better. Things were better.
1: In a sense, <laughs> now
0: I mean it wasn't the best thing, you know.
1: <clears throat>
0: like I didn't think it was the best, but at the same time, it was. I thought it was very good. So I maybe mean, each are going to have our own opinions on it, and that's totally oh, fine. Okay. I actually want to hear what other people say. What other people want to?
1: I I do feel like there's, there's like we're we're representing the split on Space Jam because there's a lot of people who hate that fucking film, and then a lot of people actually are like, hey, it's not a bad film. You know, and that, that's that's where that's where it's at with mm-hmm. yeah, the new legacy. <clears throat> I think uh the the other quarantine movies I think it should uh, give a definite shout-out for is uh, the Mitchells versus the machines. Like I love, love, love that film. It is the, the animation is gorgeous, the action scenes are really top-notch, and then you the, just there's the emotional core to it behind to it. And we, and we see the lead, the lead character kind of, kind of like, kind of struggle to try to fit, try to, try to figure out how to deal with the fa- family dynamic that's kind of split apart over the years. So just seeing that, like, them trying to figure out their roles uh, while while the world is being in, uh, dealing with the kind of like the robot apocalypse, in a sense. So though. um, I thought that like that's a great, smart film. Um, have you seen Mitchell's vs. the Machine, Nate?
0: Yeah, I did watch Mitchell vs. the Machines. and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, Mariah did too. We both thought it was a good movie. And I really liked the dad in that movie. Because, you know, uh, he's just trying just... to do his best, but at the same time he doesn't know how to communicate, you know, with his kids or, you know, with even...
1: He he's definitely the, the personified like dad joke in that whole film. I'm telling you, and yeah. but he's it's, it's, it's so earnest. I just I just I just fucking love it. It's the whole thing, the the just just the, the part where I think they were um they're in they're in the grocery store and the, the, the invasion is starting happening towards near to them. And then you see, like this, like very, like wealthy, well-off family, like actually trying to escape that, like, and they synchronized, and they got got away. And here comes the mistral. So, okay, game plan, right? And then, then they try to execute the game plan, and it's failed it fails spectacularly. And it's, I just love when characters fail like that, and it just it earns that moment where you know the characters uh, from uh, from that point. You know that they're not going to be good at in the communication because they're not working as together as a family unit because it happened where they got them back to who they were. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I definitely like the the bill in the film and it's, it's it's decently okay, but the emotional core of like the whole like about the identity of who you are, who you want to be, and also what it's like to actually have. This family structure in the 21st century it says a lot about where we're at right now uh, in this in day and age. So it's, a, it's a definitely huge recommend for me for sure. I love that film to death.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, another one that I have liked is, let's see if I remember what it is. Um, it just came out recently. Well, more recently. Um, it's on Hulu, it's a Hulu exclusive. Um,
1: I don't remember what it's called. Is it? Does it start? Uh, stars the guy from uh, Captain America: that The Winter Soldier.
0: Yeah, yeah, boss level. That's the one.
1: Yeah, boss level. Oh, yeah. I, I, oh, god. Yeah. Go ahead and tell me what you think about it because I want to share some thoughts on that too as well.
0: Uh, well, it stars Frank Grillo, and I loved the movie. I thought it was hilarious. Um, I just thought, you know, the, the premise itself, I thought was good. Which I mean, I'm always okay with, you know, a good <clears throat> action movie. Uh, but I'm also okay with a good, and I love Groundhog Day. So that's like the big thing for me. Is that movie was an action movie, but Groundhog Day, and I was great. So yeah, I really, really loved it. And Mel Gibson in that movie was really good too. So
1: yeah, he, him doing the villainous roles, I like. I feel like that's where his strength is at right now. It's doing the villainous roles because he's. You could easily chew up the scenery and actually, you know, beat this like narcissistic bad guy. But yeah, the uh, Frank Grill in boss level, man. I, I I really enjoyed that film, even though like I felt like I was kind of a little bit let down by the ending. In boss I level. wasn't.
0: I thought the ending was super cool.
1: Well, I know because he he's actually getting a, like a full restart and make sure he doesn't kind of like you know mess up. Like mm-hmm. I do, I do want to see. If he actually survives that day, like fooling. So, but to leave it as a cliffhanger. And I I like, ah, I just wanted one more. Just one more. Let's see it. But, um, yeah, no, like the just him failing consistently trying to figure out how to survive that only day and then realizing that the person he lost is the, the, the cause behind the whole, the whole, the whole like reset day. And he has to go back and try to figure out how to save that person who he once loved. It's the emotional core of the film, and and also his his connection with his son is also one of those things where I'm, I, that also got me too as well. So, uh, I I do like Boss It has it has great moments. Some comedy spot, some comedy bits and it. It's not as strong as it should be. Uh, but the the uh, well, you the, have
0: to remember, it's not a comedy. Right. It was just more of a snarky, you know, playing on the fact that, you know, video games can in from the respawns kind of thing.
1: Right. It's like, it's not a, it's a, a nod and wink to that, but but also, like, the. Just like they're also using the same trope from the Groundhog Day, so.
0: Well, what you have to realize is Groundhog Day, while yes, it did that very well, in my opinion, hmm. wasn't. You know, it's not going to be the only movie with some sort of time travel or repeat mechanic in it. Right. I mean, look at um Edge of Tomorrow, the Tom Cruise movie.
1: Brilliant film. Brilliant film. I like that film. Yeah, definitely.
0: So, kind of the same thing, just, you know,
1: a little different. It is a little different. And I do think I will recommend Boss Level only because the fact is it's a, it's... It takes a premise that's so that's been used before and put it to a different like level, and I really like it. I really like it. I just like like I said before, like the ending. It's kind of like I wish it was just like five minutes more of him showing him him uh, of his like last quest to kind of save his his loved one. But I thought like mm-hmm. that maybe maybe they want to do that for a sequel. So I don't know yet. But I, will, I would love to see a sequel to this.
0: So yeah, what about you? anything else?
1: Um, let's see here. Uh, besides, I the only the movies i watched in quarantine are a lot of them are a lot of HBO Max stuff, but we'll see that for a, a little bit later because we have we have a lot of we'll have a discussion on the HBO Max movies because uh, a lot of them are uh, being released day in date. Uh, that also include uh, King Kong, Mortal Combat. The, the little things which I haven't seen, but um but the major releases, the ones that are determined to be a blockbuster, this is the King Kong, One Kombat, Combat. Um, I think it's the Suicide Squad, who I just seen recently. So we'll get to those in just a little bit. But let, let's let's talk about our top five streaming TV and film. Wait, wait, think. What's our top? What's your top five?
0: Well, my top five. Uh, number five. Is going to be. Um, hang on. Oh, excuse me, I was about to sneeze. My top five. Number five is going to be one that I decided to rewatch, and then when the new uh, season came out, I decided to watch that too uh, Castlevania on Netflix. My wife and I both love it. There are some parts in it that, you know. But it's, it, they're few and far between that I was like, yeah, this shouldn't really be in there, but it's fine. But the parts that are in there are pretty graphic. So, um, I mean, what the the parts that are there that I didn't like, you know, it's mainly like the sex scenes. I never thought, you know, that those needed to be in there. But I mean, to each their own. Everybody's gonna have different opinions on that. So,
1: All right, and and from its inception has been really graphically violent. So. Uh, that's tr- that's to be disp- uh, to be expected from the series. So, but I have not seen it, seen the last season. So, no spoilers, man, because I haven't seen it yet.
0: Got it. Spoil it yeah. all.
1: Yeah, but but we'll say I like the first two seasons. Uh, uh the voice acting is top notch. The animation is top notch. the The atmosphere of that whole the of that season it's been like just. It, kind of recreates the atmosphere from the games which I really appreciate so it's like one is where view game adaptations where it really does work on the small screen for sure
0: hmm and then number four is going to be um what's it called sorry it's been one of those days
1: it's okay man I forgive
0: you <laughs> Yeah, you do, but will the others? Everybody else?
1: I I don't know. I can I speak for the audience? So
0: neither can I. Please forgive me. Don't be mad. Right. Um, number four for me is actually a movie that was released on I believe it was Amazon a little while ago, and well, okay, it's, I guess it's a movie. I would consider... Yeah, it's a movie. It's the the new Tom Clancy movie, Without Remorse. Okay. Uh, starring Michael B. Jordan. I thought that movie was fantastic. Now, did it... In my opinion, did it live up to the other Tom Clancy movies? Yes and no, but you have to realize the old Tom Clancy movies were... You know, with uh, Harrison Ford were some of my favorite movies from him. So... But I just thought it, you know, it was a good, good, a good watch. So.
1: Right, all right, all right, Well, my number five pick is actually, oh man, this is gonna. Uh, it would be the first Fear Street, nineteen eighty. No, nineteen ninety-two or no, oh no it's 1990, 1994. Sorry, Fear Street, nineteen ninety-four. Uh, I love. Just the throwback to the vibe of like the screen movies and the fact that you, you you get a sense of like just the stakes in terms of like the the characters. And there are gruesome deaths to be, be behold in that film, especially towards the last half hour of that film. My God, man, I'm not going to spoil it for anybody, but there's a truly loose, grotesque scene that made me just gasp and shock at the same time and be like, why? because uh, I, I fell in love with this character and then the characters get killed off and I'm like, damn it, I really like that person. So, but uh, that's my number five, is Fear nineteen ninety four 1994. Uh, the number four for me that, that I saw both in theaters and also on streaming is Mortal Kombat and I really do like that film because uh, it's, a, it's a better adaptation of that of that video game to say, like the last Mortal Kombat that came out, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. I hate that film. It's, it's garbage. Well,
0: that's Mortal Kombat Annihilation for you. Nobody likes I, that film.
1: Nobody likes that film. Uh, but it doesn't hold the same kind of like pure cheese value like the first Mortal Kombat. But it's, that's my only knock against it, though. It didn't have like the cheese factor. But it got the fatalities correct in this film, and they also are uh, they also are building a better like, world for the world of Mortal Kombat. And they and are teasing us Johnny Cage in the next movie, if we ever going to get the next movie, hopefully.
0: I want to see I think more. so. I think it did yeah. well enough to where we'll get a second one.
1: Yeah, because, like, it, it didn't do so much well in terms of, like, in a box office, but for, I do for like in terms of, like, the video-on-demand stuff and then the... Uh, the DVD Blu-ray sales is actually going to actually put it over the top in terms of profit, but I do want to see that sequel because it there's there's something to be uh, to be made there uh, for Suicide Squad, so that's my number four. So what, what's, your, what's your number three?
0: My number three is a TV show. Um, it's another Amazon one, and it's Invincible. Now, I love comic book movies. I love comic stuff. Um, when it comes to the Invincible series, however, I loved it. I thought it was so good and I thought it was just one of those uh, TV shows, you know, like I binged watched it and you have, you have to be able to stomach some violence. Not a lot of violence, a lot of graphic violence. Um, and the wife is a little bit mad at me because I may have watched it all. The oh, last no. couple, she, the last couple episodes without her. Oops. <laughs> but I, that was the problem. I just got so sucked into it that I thought it right. was just so good. I got, I got sucked into it immediately.
1: Right. For for, for me, personally like
0: the first episode, I saw, uh, uh,
1: saw that, uh, that I saw the episode, and I'm just like, that that last like ten minutes of that episode, I'm like, what the heck is going on?
0: So, so you need to keep watching it. That's the thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, so I mean, but it's it's hard to be to get back into it, only because of that first initial episode, because how how it just get rid get rid of a bunch of like heroes so you got first you'll,
0: You you'll see why. That's the thing, right? Because I don't want to spoil it for you, but you'll see that, why.
1: I know, I know. That's like, and that's why I'm torn. I want to get back into it. So, get back into I,
0: it. If I do anything else, get back into it.
1: Well, I because well, we just got. I think also, I just got done watching Loki, which is also now my number three pick because that that TV show that fascinated me from beginning to end. I know that a lot of other reviewers uh, on uh, or a lot of reviewers and critics didn't like the finale of Loki, but I loved it. I digged it. Especially the monologue from the guy who will be playing Kane the Conqueror, to me, it just—it's very menacing for a guy who's very super smart and tells us, "Hey, I've been trying to, you know, stop from this uh, branching realities to happen, and I don't want all this work while while maintaining a one purified timeline." I'm like, "Whoa, okay."
0: The but, thing uh, is, I haven't seen Loki. Ooh. We watched half an episode and then we've just never gotten back into it.
1: Okay, I feel like I just spoiled you the last episode, I'm sorry.
0: I've seen spoilers on Instagram. But...
1: Oh, okay, alright. <laughs> but definitely get into Loki, Nate, because it's just... Um, I feel like it's its the better MCU uh, TV series for me, personally. Just because of like, the, the character work in that series is just fantastic from beginning to end. So, especially with the cliffhanger for uh, for the season finale, because it does it is going to get a season two for sure. But uh, yeah, definitely check out Loki. It's a definitely great great recommend for me.
0: Okay, my number two is going to be a show, another Amazon show. I've been watching a lot of Amazon, as you can tell,
1: <laughs> obviously.
0: But it's called Clarkson's Farm. Now, I know what you're thinking. You know, why am I watching a show about a farm? I think it's hilarious. But then again, this stars Jeremy Clarkson from Top Gear, and he's now on the Grand Tour. And I've like I've liked Top Gear since I was young, so you know I might be a little biased. But I thought it was funny. I thought it was. There were some cute moments that I liked. So yeah, if you haven't seen it, I'd say give it a shot. If you don't like it, then no harm done.
1: All right. All right. Definitely. For sure. Well. Uh... This is not on any of the streaming sites like Hulu or Amazon, but I've actually recently bought it on WeDo. And I'm I am definitely gonna recommend this film for number two. Cause I've recently just rewatched it again recently. And I'm gonna double check to make sure I'm correct on this one. Uh part. As, a, as my number two, because it is also on Hulu, too, as well. Uh, but I, I, I bought it for Voodoo, so I want to count that towards Voodoo, but that's just me. But no, Booksmart Smart's really good. It's a really good coming age age teen, teenage comedy. Um, it's about two two young girls who never got a chance to party whatsoever during during uh, their high school years, and their friends seem to like call them out on that. So one uh, one of the girls like, why are we doing this? Let's go to a party. And so, it's an Angus and Sue uh, throughout the whole entire night. So it does remind me a lot about Super Bad. If you've seen Super Bad, it has that same
0: vibe. I don't think I've seen Smart. It might be something I have to check out. And So,
1: yeah, it's it's a it's one of those films that got got seen in theaters. It wasn't like. Didn't get much uh, box office like love, so it's for me. It's now like kind of a cult status of the film, but I. It does deserve an audience for sure. Brooks Martin. is one of those films, even though some of the characters' like ideologies might not fit well with you, but their but their motivations of what they want to do, and and their goals. It just it's just hilarious and and just. I I like that film because of the character work in uh, what's being done. The writing's really good. The directing's really good. The soundtrack to that film, it's just... It's like some of the songs I've never heard before, and it fits well in that film. So definitely check out Brooksmart for sure.
0: Okay. And then what's your number one? And then I'll tell mine.
1: Mm, mm, My number one. Well... this is not on the streaming, but this is uh <clears throat> this is okay it is, it is on streaming, but uh but it's not gonna be much of a surprise really because it's a suicide squad. I've also seen it in theaters too as well. Um it's one of my it's it's one of my favorite like just uh we do's in a sense though, because you get you get a sense of like just the actual word suicide in it, it got characters being killed off left and right, but I won't spoil oh. it for you. Uh-huh. But it's just one of my it's just one of those films where it, it just deserves an audience for sure, especially uh, the recent box office receipts that have been they've been showing that it's been underperforming. But definitely check out the Suicide Squad, it's mm-hmm. it's worth the money. I, I promise you.
0: I have seen Suicide Squad, me and the wife both watched it uh, the other night. We loved it. Uh, favorite character definitely is going to be King Shark. Uh, yeah, I thought, and it's weird. I thought he was adorable.
1: Yeah. So that's yeah. Twist <laughs> twist in there.
0: Yeah, the plot twist in there is really good too. Yes. Um,
1: yes. The so and they, I just they,
0: thought, you know, it was a fun, lighthearted movie, but at the same time, it wasn't kiddie. You know.
1: No, no. It it actually takes it it takes a mature themes seriously in that and film. And I still
0: liked. And this is coming from someone who liked the old Suicide, the first Suicide Squad, you know, right. the extended edition anyway.
1: Yeah, yes. I, and I, I do like the first Suicide Squad. It's not as like, it's not my favorite in terms of the DCU films, but like, um, like, Celestia Stallone as King Shark is just like one of those roles that he's destined to play forever now, apparently, because it's just how he does the mannerisms of King Shark. It just mm-hmm. it just makes makes you roll. Um, but that's not my number one. Oh, what's, what is your number one?
0: Honestly, my number one is a Netflix show, uh, I don't know when the last time a season came out, probably, I think it was around 2020, uh, called Mr. Inglasius. Oh. Now, it stars Gabriel Inglésias, uh also known as Fluffy, and he plays a high school history teacher, a high school, middle school or high school, I think, I think high school, um, but I think it's just a really heartwarming show, I love it, uh, the wife likes it a lot too. Uh, there's some funny parts in it, you know, but at the same time, you know it's a really well made show. It's um and me, you know, trying to become a history teacher, that's the kind of history teacher I wanna be. I wanna be the one that, you know, kids can talk to when they have problems. But at the same time I want to be the one that's, you know, fun and lighthearted and makes me go laugh kind of thing. So oh. I like it.
1: Yeah, I, I I've not seen a whole lot of, of uh Mr. Inglacius. I do love Gabriel and though, he's a really funny. You should person. watch it. I know, I know. I've been so behind in so many of the stuff, and it's it's on my queue. I'm just like, there's movies I want to go back and rewatch again too as well. So, which which reminds is, us,
0: but this is just one of those shows that because they're episodic, you can just sit down and watch an episode and then go on to do something else.
1: Right. <laughs> so then, what would be with that? So we got streaming exclusives, and it's going to be like top two. So what do you think the top two is streaming exclusives? Think people should watch.
0: Um, I don't know if I said this one already uh, in our pre- previous podcasts. Um, but my, my number one choice would be the Grand Tour, especially if you're a fan of car shows or of Top Gear. Um, it's really funny, you know, really clever. They cover a lot of really nice cars, a lot of so not so nice cars. Um, their new special just dropped a little bit ago. Um, so yeah, it's just a really funny show, really good show. Um. My other one would have to be, what's it called? Honestly, Mr. Glacius. Like I said, it's just one of those shows that, you know, it's a heartwarming show, but at the same time it's funny, you know, covers modern day problems. So, yeah. Yeah. It does make fun of both sides of the, you know, party line. It makes fun of everybody and nobody at the same time, so.
1: Right. Um for for, uh, for my first recommendation, it will definitely be um, uh, it'll definitely be it'll definitely be lost because it's, it's been a, my favorite show of mine and I think it's back on Netflix so um, it's just it's one of those shows that it despite its controversies despite like having some certain narrative issues, the character work in that series still gets me. Even at the end at end of its sixth season, which divided a lot of, the, uh, of divided a lot of the critics and the fandom of, of Lost as well, but I, I, I'm I'm gonna come on the positive side. And say I like the final season of Lost. So if you're not a not a fan of Lost yet, watch the show Lost because it's definitely worth watching.
0: I've never seen Lost. Oh my. Okay, I I have. The okay. wife has, but I I haven't seen it just because when it was on. There was other shows that I was watching on, and then you know, I just never got around to it. And
1: then, and then my second personal recommendation would probably be um, what was a show that I super enjoyed. It, it was a Loki, but it was another one that's that got my attention. It, it would be uh, the Resident Evil. Uh, Cartoon, not cartoon, but CGI series that came out. Even though it's like a limited, like six episodes, it's done really well. And no it spoilers. Really...
0: Haven't seen it yet.
1: Yeah, I'm not gonna spoil anything. Uh, but it's done really well. The action scenes are pretty good in there. Um, as far, it's a better, it's a better CGI project coming out from uh, for the Resident Evil series because it, it explains more what happened to Leon post uh, Resident Evil. 4, Resident like. Evil Two. Now, Resident Evil Four.
0: This, this oh, this is after four.
1: This is after Resident Evil Four, and it is it, after Resident Evil Four, and it's before Resident Evil Five. So,
0: Ugh. I'm gonna come out right now and say I did not like five or six. I loved seven. I thought Resident Evil Seven was so good. I've been a huge fan of the Resident Evil series since number two. I wanna say. Right. So.
1: I have played the remakes of Resident Evil 1 and 2, and I love two, the Resident Evil 2 remake a lot. Um, I will say that 6 is still the weakest one of the whole entire series, though, because it's just the, the gameplay for that is just it's not as fun as it should be.
0: Well, um, doesn't focus on horror anymore? It's more action-packed.
1: Right. But I, I do like 5, only because I have a lot of fun memories of 5, and 4 is still my personal favorite, because it's just the atmosphere in that game just, is just perfection from top to bottom. And I have played Resident Evil 7. I do like That's my second favorite. And my third favorite would be the latest Resident Evil, Resident Evil Village. So,
0: I haven't played that one yet. I want to get around to it, but at the same time, man, i got other games on my backlog.
1: Same here, but I'm telling you, Nate, it's one of those games, man. If you're a Resident Evil fan, this is worth the game you want to play. Definitely. So, Yeah yeah well let, let's combine the two with suicide squad and fear Street because I both we both talked about these already um,
0: well I haven't seen any of the fear Street movies
1: okay mostly like, I,
0: because when I watch movies it's usually with the wife and she's her, not a horror fan right so and that, that, that's gonna the, to be one of those movies that I'll have to watch one day but
1: yeah, because the Fear Street trilogy stuff, it's really good though. It's like the first, the first one's a solid one. And the second one, um, it's it's good, but I don't feel it's at, at par for the first one. And the third one kind of rounds out everything of the whole story, but it does tease some more stuff to come uh, for there for the Fear Street uh, uh, series. So, but uh, definitely, uh, uh, like I said before, definitely watch this, uh, watch the first one because it's just it has that '90s slasher vibe. And we talked a lot about Suicide Squad, how much we like that, but um, mm-hmm. you got some MCU news, MC new, MCU news to talk about. What's uh, on the docket?
0: Well, I wanted to talk about just not even just MCU, but just Disney Plus as a whole for a minute. Okay. And This is why I get what Disney's doing you know, trying to make money in, you know, the theaters, but also a stay-at-home by releasing movies at the same time, but at the same time, that also screws you over because, like, people like me, I'm not willing to fork out another 30 bucks on top of what I'm playing for Disney+. Plus. I'm not willing to, you know, fork out, you know, for Jungle Cruise or for Black Widow or even for Cruella, I'm not willing to fork out that kind of money. And... I mean, with Black, Black Widow, I do want to see it. Did want to see it in theaters, but I never had the time. Um, so it just became one of those movies that I'll see eventually. And I've talked to a lot of people, you know, that share my same thing. They don't want to pay, you know, thirty bucks for a streaming service, you know, for a right to, rights to an exclusive price to a movie, and then you know, pay another bunch of money for a streaming service. I'm i going to pay thirty bucks for a movie. I'm going to go someplace
1: like Amazon and I'm going to own that movie forever. Right, I, Yeah, because, like, well, here's the thing for me, like, um, <clears throat> just with Disney Premier Plus Access, I, I I only did one of those, which is uh, uh, Black Widow, and because the scheduling of the, of my personal life, it just didn't fit into one of the see in theaters, so I saw it at home. And it's not the same term of the viewing viewing it on the big screen, but I saw it, and Black Widow is the strongest film both on the small screen or or nor on the big screen.
0: Um, I still haven't seen it yet, so
1: okay, yeah, because I don't want to spoil it for you either that one. Because like Black Black Widow, is worth like watching in the big theaters in terms of like the theater experience, but seeing it on the small screen, it's not as, like not as enjoyable. You know, mm-hmm. but this but the standout still is Florence Pugh who who uh, could be the next Black Widow because they're candid in that in that film. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, just a strong addition to, to the whole MCU. So I would definitely recommend watching Black Widow if you're a huge MCU fan for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. The last movie we went and saw in theaters, I believe, was Fast Nine. Mm. Which, you know, part of me liked. Part of me thought it was like, hmm, okay. But it's one of those movies that you just have to turn your brain off and enjoy.
1: All right. I do – we are going to try to deep dive more on a deep dive. But more like do like a general like writing review together for that one. Because it did the last one. Was it Fast and the Furious Tokyo Direct? And we both – like we were split on that film because you hated that film.
0: I hate that film so much.
1: And I love I love Tokyo Drift. Man, it I was, like the
0: characters it introduced, but the the film itself. Mm-mm.
1: But it's, but it's so weird though, because from Tokyo Drift and he go into fast forward to Fast Nine, he got some of the characters coming back into Fast Nine, and I felt like that that was worth, I guess, to wait to see them come back. Um, Lucas Black looked really like he really aged in that film, though. So I'm not gonna lie, especially Badwell, like he, he he looks really different. Uh, mm-hmm. Than like in in two thousand and six, but they had some really good funny mo- moments, jokes in that film. Um, but overall, I think Fast Nine it does feel like it's, it's slogging a little bit. But it do they do have two more films coming out for the like the main series for, uh, for like Fast Ten and Fast Eleven, and then the Fast Eleven would be like the concluding chapter of the of the Fast
0: Saga. So yeah. We'll see what happens when it comes to that.
1: They're they're gonna go to Mars apparently. I don't know. I have no idea what they're gonna in the, the jump the shark thing because they did they did they did went to space and I'm just like just both laughing and just like just, wow they went there. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so. But. We'll uh, see. So your thoughts on disappearing access is you don't want to pay more. Uh, don't to pay out of pocket more. Is, is that correct?
0: Yeah. It, it's going to be, you know, I'll wait for it to either come out on, you know, for free, or if I want to buy something, you know, if I want to do something, I will.
1: Yeah, because I, I... Buy I it on I, Amazon
0: or something and own it yeah. for, you know, forever.
1: Yeah, because, like, Cruella, to me, it wasn't a very exciting film for me, and I, I know my, my sister-in-law loves that film, but I, it just, it's just not for me. And then uh, Jungle Cruise came out just recently on Premiere Plus, so I'm mm-hmm. kind of I'm kind of torn because it does have some kind of like Pirates of the Caribbean Cara, Pirates of the Caribbean vibes, but I'm just like I'm not really super sold on it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And when it comes to the Cruella movie that came out when I believe that came out like the week of or the week before my wedding,
1: mm-hmm. so we
0: didn't have time to go see it. <laughs> According to my mother in law, it was very good,
1: right? <laughs> but like, but now now I think. The time has passed, and now it's going to be on. It's going to be for free, I think, next month. So, on Disney Plus. So, if you're a Disney Plus subscriber, go check out Cruella. So, but the one that I still want to see, I haven't got a chance to yet, is the Mighty Mighty Ducks TV series because I wanted to see that for the longest time. So, because I I love the Mighty Ducks uh, movies, I I like all three of them. Searching number two, D2. I love it. It's just cheesy. It's one of my favorites.
0: Yeah. So, um, when it comes to the the streaming services and stuff, there are pros and cons. You know, I love going to the theater. I used to go every Friday, and then it got expensive. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I love the theater. I love going um, with the whole experience. And part of me does like, you know, being able to sit at home and watch, you know, these new movies coming out. But at the same time, like, it, you're right. It takes away from the experience. And it's hurting movies in the long run, in my opinion. Like, the more people are going to just be able to sit at home and watch. I mean, you're not going to make so many, as much money make with movies. Right. And so
1: for me... And that's like, that big
0: thing with Disney right now.
1: Right, right, yeah.
0: Because I, I, I Scarlett Johansson is suing them.
1: Oh, you can, I yeah, guess I can, it's, it's causing it's not, some other
0: people to sue their... Uh, the movies
1: that they've been in, so. Because this, this all started way back in December where they they wanted to put their big blockbuster releases out. And so what happened was, uh, starting with HBO Max, they did the hyper release schedule that we're currently seeing right now. And it had the HBO Max got, uh, the people behind HBO Max got huge flack for it. Now, is it a, it was, was it a great idea at the time? Some people say it wasn't. For me personally, I think it's still a good idea in terms of the whole year experiment that they're doing with day date release of, of like, movie, uh, they're showing mm-hmm. it in movie theaters and showing it on HBO Max if you're an HBO, HBO Max subscriber. Now, um, with movies like uh, Mortal Kombat, I did want to see that in theater only because like the experience of watching with other people, like, like with my brothers, we all wanted to see this film together and we got a chance to see it. And it's, it's just, it can't, it can't take away that kind of like that going to a movie theater and getting popcorn and all that. It, it it's, it's, it has a different kind of like vibe to it. But then again, you have people who are can't afford to go to the movie theaters. And that's why, HBO Max has been kind of like a, it's been the better option because you got all these movies coming out, uh, coming out day and date. Um, that's why I watched *The Suicide Squad* because I wanted to see it immediately. Like that's my the most my most anticipated film. I saw it in HBO Max, and I liked it. And then went on, and then the next day I went off to go see it again in the movie theater with my brother and his friend. And it still holds up the same kind of value for me seeing it the second time around. Um, but there are movies, other movies coming out on HBO Max, and um, I would say one of the major major litmus tests would probably be the the Matrix uh, the Matrix Number Four. So, because that's the next next week blockbusters, uh, the, the Matrix Number Four.
0: Yeah, um, for me, especially with, you know, the new strains coming out of COVID, I feel like we're going to end up going back into quarantine, unfortunately, but it's going to be, you know, on one hand, yes, the new movies are still going to come out, and they're probably going to start charging. I wouldn't be surprised if HBO starts doing that, too, Um, but at the same time, uh, you have to realize that the more they charge, the less movies I think we're going to see. Because they won't be nearly making nearly as much money back,
1: right? Uh, right now, because right now, Doom is now apparently just in theaters only, and that's because the director was like, No, a bunch is in theaters, and he was about to do the litigation process of like, No, I'm gonna, if I'm, I'm going to prepare to shoot you guys, if you don't put it in theaters only, and so because. I, I get to understand that the directors want to see it as an uh, exclusive viewing experience that's meant to be on a big screen. So I get mm-hmm. that with Doom. Like, movies like, for me, Space Jam, it, it, it do, I do feel like that kind of deserves a dual kind of, like, day and date thing, both both movie theaters and on, uh, on the streaming. Uh, <clears throat> but the movies I saw uh, last on and Max was You new Tom and Jerry, and I just never liked that film. I, I just that yeah, was it. it
0: was okay. Yeah,
1: it was just it's not as fun. It's not as fun.
0: That's why I skipped. Like you gave me Tunes back in action flashbacks.
1: <laughs> I actually like Tunes back in action. Oh, no, I'm not it's saying
0: just... it's bad. I'm just saying it gave me those kind of flashbacks, like mm.
1: right, right. no, but I feel like it just not it's not as like. I don't feel like that Tom and Jerry movie as as good as his animated one back in the 90s. Like, I love the animated one in the 90s. Like, that film like, made me cry as a kid just at the ending. That I, that, that Tom and Jerry movie was really good. There.
0: Yeah, um, there is a movie coming out that I want to see but I was disappointed at first when I learned what it was. And it's the film Candyman. Uh-huh. Now, the reason I was disappointed might be a little weird. Um... The thing with Candyman is I saw the first one, you know, the the original Candyman, Mm -hmm. and I thought it was okay. And it's just going to be, and I was like, oh, it's okay, you know, it's not bad. And then I saw the um, uh, new Candyman trailer, you know, I saw it was coming out before the trailer, I should say, Mm -hmm. and I got excited. But that's because I had learned about a serial killer called The Candyman, based in Texas. And the thing with that Candyman is I thought he'd be much scarier than, you know, the original Candyman. And so... I when I found it was just a remake, instead of making a movie on it, the serial killer, I kind of little disappointed, because I didn't feel that The Candyman... Now, on one hand, it is uh, Jordan Peele at the helm, so... Mm-hmm. And I like his horror movies, but at the same time, I thought a a, a movie on the Candyman circular would be just as scary. So that was me. I'm still looking forward to it, but I was a little disappointed at first.
1: Yeah, because uh, yeah, Jordan Jordan Peele is the producer behind Candyman, uh, but the directing Nia DeCosta, is the one who's directing it, and she has she has some. Uh, I'm going to double-check and take a look here. She, I think she did some TV work beforehand.
0: I, I think so. Before. I'm not sure. All I know is, um, for me, Candyman, it's going to be one of those wait-and-see movies because it is a remake, so it's not his own fresh idea. Right. So...
1: Well, cause uh, she does, she did two different films before directing Candyman, and one of them was Little Woods, the top boy. Which I n- have not seen neither of those films.
0: Yeah, she's but, one of the. I think she's a newer director coming up.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I I do want to see what what she brings to the table with Candyman, cause she's she's also the director for the the, the new MCU film that's coming out. It's in production. is the Marvels. So. What she does on the the Candyman remake or slash reboot or just like reimagining, I guess I don't know, but they have the same character, uh, the same actor coming in, but we'll see how she does with the, the with the source material that's given to her. Because he, if mm-hmm. she knocks out of the park with Candyman, I I do think she'll knock out of the park with the Marvels. Because I think <laughs> I think the I think Kevin Feige is really like he saw potential with this with this director, and that's why he hired it on. So. Yeah, I I I will give her the benefit of the doubt, in, in, until then, when uh, when the movie comes out, and when the movie comes out, I, me and you are both going to be texting like, "Is this good, or is it bad?" We'll find out soon. Mm-hmm.
0: Now there is one more uh, show that I have wanted to look forward to, and I don't know if you've seen it. It's on HBO Max, mm-hmm. and it's called Lovecraft County. Yeah,
1: and now, that that's, that's, that it's not canceled now.
0: I don't think so. I think okay. they just signed up for a second season. Okay. Why would it have been canceled? What happened out? I don't know.
1: I have no idea. But anything you were saying.
0: But Lovecraft County, for me, I thought looked really good. I still haven't seen it yet. Oh. It. I guess it is canceled or something. I don't know. Okay. If it's canceled, that's stupid because it looked amazing.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. It's a trailer's really good for it. I've not seen got a chance to see to watch it either. Um But this is this uh, this one of the shows I do. I'm interested in watching. But then, like, I still have not watched The Watchmen. I have not finished watching that. Cause I haven't one seen of... it either.
0: But then again, I only just got HBO Max a, a little a while ago, so I'm still you know catching up on all sorts of stuff. So.
1: Especially, especially when I'm catching up on, like, say, Who Line Is It Anyways? Like, that show still gets me. Oh, yeah. I love that show. So, that's the reason why I got Ace screen Act just because of that show alone. It's just like, mm. I mean, people like like friends and whatnot, but, like, forget friends. Like, how, uh, Who Line Is It Anyways is just basically my staple for most nights just watching that. So.
0: Yeah, we'll see. But.
1: But oh, I do, wanna, yeah. I do want to I do want to circle back to the MC news about Hawkeye, and uh, I'm actually what you think about that.
0: Um, I like. First off, I like Jeremy Jeremy Runner's Hawkeye. Um, I don't know if I'm gonna be a hundred percent on the show, but that's only because I've literally heard only little things about right. it. So we'll have to see on that
1: because it has Haley Stainfield from like the movie, the Bumblebee movie, and she's really good yeah. in that film. Uh, so she she's playing uh, Kate Bishop uh, in the Hawkeye series, and then you got the 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 chick that's supposed to be the new Black Widow in the um, the Hawkeye series. So. Um, but I'm not, like I said, I'm not gonna spoil you the mid-credits, uh, the post-credits scene in Black Widow. I I, 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 you need to see it. Trust me, because it will definitely leak into the Hawkeye series and why she's there. Um, <clears throat> Other than that, I'm glad. I'm kind of glad I don't get to know enough about the show because I want to go in blind watching it because that's that's my approach for all these MC, MCU shows, uh, starting with um. WandaVision, and now What If? I'm just like, I see the promos. I just don't. Want to, I don't want to know about everything. I want to go in surprise. That's why, like with Loki, the TV series, um, I was really surprised by that show, and really and why I fell in love with it because I didn't have to be like constantly like be in game people spoiling that TV series to me. Everybody. I knew people were talking about it, but they're keeping like a hushed tone on it because they want mm-hmm. to experience that show together—the Loki TV series. So,
0: my problem with a lot of the TV series now that are coming out on streaming every week is that most of them have been spoiled for me. Right, because Instagram, because social media, because people don't realize that you know, other people have lies and stuff. They have to go do. So I've seen it, like with you know harkening back to when the mandalorian season two finale dropped right i got that spoiled for me i wasn't able to watch it till the next day i got that spoiled for me that day i knew the big twist (laughs) i knew and i'm not gonna spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it yet but i knew the big twist and all that and i was just like really like now part of me doesn't even want to watch it now because i know it's coming
1: yeah and to me like my brother was trying my brother brother was like hinting, hinting me towards that uh towards the ending of uh, season two, and, and he's like, you, you're going to like it. You'll love the ending. I'm like, okay. And that's but, fine, because that's yeah. not spoilers. No, no. So I watched it, and I'm just like, I'm watching it, and I'm seeing it for the first time, and when the, when a certain character got revealed in that in that episode, I was like, they're, wait, they're doing it. I was like, they're doing it. Wait, what? They're actually doing it. Like, holy fuck, they're doing it. Now And that that was, that was my reaction when I saw it. So.
0: I do remember that the CGI of that character wasn't the best. Right. Um He they Disney just hired let's see here. What's his name? I think they just hired a YouTuber? Yes.
1: The the guy who... uh, Does really good
0: deep fakes.
1: Yeah, yeah. So they hired that person to basically...
0: Uh, Let's see here. What's his... What's his name? It is... Shemuk.
1: Shamuk, okay, got it.
0: Yeah, so they, they hired him... Uh, Lucasfilm hired him to help with their deepfake and their CGI.
1: Right. So I, I feel like that, that uh, <clears throat> I do feel like that that's a, the best use of a deepfake slash like CGI technology, especially when it comes to like older actors who are now kind of like age uh, snippet clean, like, say, um, uh, Mark Hamill. So, but just but just hearing Mark Hamill do the voice is still like to me iconic because you have him. You
0: do he, know you just spoiled it for people who haven't seen it yet.
1: Damn it! I did spoil it. <laughs> uh, keep
0: in mind, folks, that wasn't me. That was Kiko.
1: <laughs> that was all me. That was all me. Yeah, <clears throat> that was my fad. As <clears throat> a, a certain someone came in. Okay, whatever. All right. Oh, I, it's too I, late. I, it's too late now. I, I just buried myself six feet deep, yeah. <laughs> but um <clears throat> yeah, no, I, and he's hired on for the for season three for the Man of Lauren, so I'm really excited to see what the CGI is gonna be like for that season. But uh they are gonna do the book of Boba book of bob effect. Oh, yeah. I can't
0: wait for that. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm so, so, so excited. I'm he's- so excited that I ended up getting the the Boba Fett Starship Lego set. My wife said I could get it, so I got it. So, yeah. And I'm a huge Star Wars nerd, I'm a huge Lego nerd, so, yeah, I'm happy. So, yep. Everything's fun here.
1: But yeah, no, that that um yeah, I, I, I'm I looking forward to the book of Boba Fett. I'm looking forward to season three. And I'm also looking forward to the spin-off. Uh, another spin off from, from season two. I think it was the uh, um was it, uh, Akia or what's her name? No, I to take a look Ahsoka? Her. Ahsoka, yeah. The Dune spin I haven't spin- heard of any spin off starring her, but I think it's in the trays, but I'll double check and make sure. I remember correctly they were going to do a spin-off of her. They wanted to fill in the gaps of what happened before she jumped onto the Mandalorian. Well,
0: they kind of already did that, you have to realize. They did that with the um, Clone Wars. Right. Which I still haven't seen, so no spoilers, please.
1: Yeah, I've not seen all of it either. Trust me. So, you... Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I do want to see that too as well. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they have a oh, yeah. They're they just announced a, 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 a and, and someone else got cast for the Ahsoka live series, yeah. live action series. So, <clears throat> yeah. I think that's coming sometime in 2022. I think. So.
0: Yep. Yeah, so we'll see. We're gonna have to do this again because oh. we have a lot more to talk about. But at the same time, we have to wait for the movie news to come out.
1: Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, uh, before anything else, Nate, uh, let's top it off with. Um, any last any, any last thoughts before we head out?
0: No, I don't have anything. Um, I mean, I know I keep plugging it, but Mr. Iglesias, the Grand Tour, I'd at least give him a shot. If you don't like him, that's fine. No harm oh. done. I won't be offended.
1: Right. Um, I am also super excited about the, the, the Chucky TV series coming out this fall. I don't
0: um, know. I was never really a big fan of Chucky. I never thought he was scary. Right. He's and a uh... two-foot doll. You can just <laughs> punt him over the back fence. <laughs>
1: But for me, as a child, I didn't. I was really scared of Chucky. So, but I, wow. But I, I actually own now the the, the seven, the, the 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 main series seven films, and then the remake, which I did. I really actually did enjoy. Actually, it was it really fun. It was, it was really fun to watch. So, uh, but I am looking forward to the Chucky TV series. That's one of my much my watch this fall. is that series. And of course, Bo- uh, the book of over Fett is one of those things I just do. Like I'm, my anticipation for that TV series is going to be just like just way up there. So, all right. Mm-hmm. Um, so let, let's drop uh, let's drop uh, our social. So Nate, where can people find you at?
0: Um, I'm on Instagram, Natekwz400. I don't really add people on my Snapchat, and I don't use Twitter much anymore. So.
1: Right, right. And then you can find me at, um, on, cause I do, I do have a, a TikTok, but I don't use that. I don't post much on there. So don't worry about it, I guess. I'm not I, not kind of
0: thought about getting my TikTok back, but it's kind of gotten to the point where I'm like, Instagram's <laughs> doing the same thing, the better. So, right,
1: right. right, right. But, um, let's see
0: here. You can, you can follow me on
1: Instagram as well. Uh, it's, it's heart heart. Heart to heart, 4 and then you can you, you can follow me on Twitter at the dawn of Waikika. It's the T-H-E-D-O-N of N-W-I-B-I-C-A. Um I know people think I'm saying the word dawn like the like the movie uh, Dawn Dawn of the Dead or Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. No, it's uh, it's like the dawn as in like the dawn colorone color Col- own Col- you know, but <clears throat> but yeah. So, I think that pretty much wraps it up. Then Nate, thanks for uh, joining me again. It's been so long since we did this,
0: man. Mm-hmm. No problem. I'll have to hopefully catch up on those written reviews, and we'll have to do this again.
1: Yeah, I know. We got tons of written reviews coming up. I know that me and you are going to do Fast 9 together can get in deep dive with that one. Uh, we, I got a few in the back burner as well. I have just got done watching um a John Carpenter film uh which is Assault of pc13 that's gonna be written up as well because I do like John Carpenter and his early stuff um so look out for that other than that yeah well uh let's let's, let's get it out of here man so thanks for thanks for joining me Nate appreciate it man no problem all right and that's it for the geek until next time may the geek be with you.